that is why I wrote novels, because novels are more the the language of the world than poetry. Poetry is not the language of the world. Occasionally, a phrase of yours gets picked picked up, um, but. No, poetry is kind of delving deep into the unconscious and it can help people realize they're not freaks and they are human beings and it can be a great comfort to people, especially in times of loss. You know, when do people turn to poetry? Mm. When a baby is born or a loved one dies. And in the, the deepest moments of our life, we turn to poetry. We run a, an annual prize. We've, the last few years, we started one for, for poets and, and prose writers aged between 16 and, and 18, um, mm-hmm. who, who are, I guess, the sort of age when you discovered Keats, who are writing very intense, wonderful, some brilliant um, p- poems. Um, if you had advice for very young writers whether they wanted to write novels or or to write poems we call them the young romantics what advice would you would you give someone carry your notebook (laughs) and write in it as much as possible and uh go back and read the stuff that you thought was shit and see what you find there it's compost for what you will write. Compost is essential to growing things. And even if it's not perfect, it may be the soil out of which other things will grow. Don't be too self-critical. Never show your work to your family. <laughs> Ever. Uh, well, I don't know. You can't always keep it from them. But I made a very bad mistake once. There was a friend of my younger sister's who worked for me as a typist. And, of course, she typed many of my early poems because I tend to scrawl on yellow legal pads and then have someone else type them, partly because I don't want to censor myself. Okay. And this friend of my my sister's went to my family and said, you wouldn't believe what Erica's writing. <laughs> and, and she really um, quoted a lot of the stuff and people became very angry. And then as time went by and I became well-known, they didn't disown me. Okay. They never disown you when you're well known. <laughs> if you can just get to that point, they'll forgive you anything. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I really don't know. I, I think it's important to have the courage to go down into the unconscious and find what is really obsessing you. And to have a notebook and to jot things down not everything becomes a poem, mm. but at least it gives you a sense of what you're obsessed with, what you care about on a deep level. Okay. We're thinking a lot this over the next few months about Keats's epitaph, 
Here Lies One Whose Name Was Written Water. In Dear Keats, there's a very, a very nice line, which is, our names are written newsprint, if not in water. I, do, I don't know if you remember writing that line. Um, oh, sure I do. <laughs> can I ask about oh, sure. it? I liked it very much. Um, well, you know, we don't get the critics we deserve, anybody, and we have to learn to be indifferent to criticism. Um, our names are written in newsprint. I mean, the most ridiculous things have been written about me during my career. You have to believe in yourself, not in the public image of yourself. And the public image of yourself will never be who you are. Mm -hmm. Never. I mean, if you look at the public image of Keats, for example, you know, the sensualist, um, lowly person who had no right to be a sensualist because he was not aristocratic. I mean, for goodness sake. you like your your if, if you could write your own newsprint what would you like your legacy to be what, what would you like to be remembered for I can't even imagine uh, I guess I would like people to recognize that I went beyond fear that I felt the fear, but I didn't allow it to stop me. Because that's something writers always deal with. If I write this, will everyone hate me? Will I be arrested? Will I be censored? You know, writers are very inward looking people mm. and they're alone too much. And so fear can overtake them. And if, if I would like to be remembered for anything, it would be feel the fear, but don't let it stop you. Every, every creative person is of necessity fearful because we don't know what's going to come out, right? Mm. And we don't know if it's worthy or not. And we don't know if we're worthy or not. Um, but we have to be risk takers. You know, there's a line of mine that gets printed on t-shirts. You know, feel the fear, but do it anyway. Mm. And I think that's a very important thing for, for young writers to know. Anything new anything bold will be questioned but that's good be bold be new um confront the fear but you know it's so important for 
young writers mm. to know that, that everybody feels that way, that creativity is that fear. Mm. Sometimes I know I'm writing something good because I'm terrified. Okay. And those are the things that people single out as having helped them. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Least... You know, it it it's not it's not so easy to confront yourself. And if a writer can help with that, my God, what is what a service we provide. for listening to this podcast brought to you by the Keats Shelley House and the Keats Shelley Memorial Association. You can find out more about the Keats Shelley House, including our history, collections, and Keats Shelley 200 Bicentenary at ksh.roma.it. For news about 2021's Keats Shelley and Young Romantics Poetry and Essay Prizes, visit keatsshelley.org and click Prizes. To support the museum by becoming a friend or making a donation, stay at keatsshelley.org and click Support Us. This episode was written and presented by James Kidd. The music is Androids Always Escape by Chris Zabriskie. Visit chriszabriskie.com.